Hey babes, welcome back to this episode. I'm so freaking excited for this one. This is an interview that I just fucking loved. And honestly, we spoke for like half an hour before we even pressed record, just talking mama life, business, how we do it all, or still wondering how we do it all. (laughs) And I wish we recorded all of it because you would just love it so much. So without further ado, let me introduce to you the gorgeous Brooke Valinovich. Brooke is an Instagram specialist, international keynote speaker, and creator of the Global Social Club membership. Over the last six months, Brooke has skyrocketed through the digital marketing world to become one of Australia's most influential Instagram speakers and trainers, working with brands like American Express, Dermalogica, Mazda, F45, and many, many more. Along with a great love of speaking and teaching, Brooke has a genuine love for the media and has become a regular contributor across television, podcasts, print, and online. In the last two years, Brooke was named in the top 50 small business leaders in Australia, featured on the cover of Inside Small Business Magazine, nicknamed the Queen of Social Media by the Western Australian newspaper, newspaper has had her second cover on the business collection launch edition and her most recent cover in business news after seven years of building her brand in perth western australia brooke has recently packed up her life and family to go global and is currently living and working out of bali indonesia where she's not standing on the stage or teaching people how to build the business of their dreams. Brooke loves to exercise, loves donuts, and loves hanging out with her husband, Dom, and son, Carlo. Ah, cannot wait for you to absorb all of this. We talk about imposter syndrome. We talk about what it's like feeling like a fraud and self-doubt and questioning ourselves. We talk about what it's like to be mums in business, like new mums in business. Our children are very similar in age. So we're both new mums in the business, online business, coaching slash teaching world. And also talking about how Brooke's been able to do this all and move to a technically third world country <laughs> and and run her business from there. So I love our chats. Uh, I know you're going to love it and you're going to take so much away from it. So tune in, turn up the volume, grab your cuppa, whatever it is you need to do and enjoy. Welcome to this week's episode. I'm here with the gorgeous Brooke. Woo! Hello. Brooke Valinovich. Did I say Yay, right? yes, yes, yes. I didn't want to say it at the start, but I'm like, I have to say your last name. Brooke Valinovich. Yeah, smashed it. Oh, sweet. Rolls off the tongue when you say it right, but most people say it wrong. Don't worry, my mum still can't say it. And like, as my mum. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Brooke is actually in Bali right now. I am. It's amazing. I can't believe I'm here. I literally pinch myself a thousand times a day. It's very cool. I'm very grateful. It's just, it's cool. Actually, I was going to ask this to you, not recording, but like, why are you there? Tell, I think I've followed. Right. There's a bit of a backstory. So two years ago, my husband and I bought a block of land 
and thought we were going to build our dream home that we would start a family in. And so we sold the apartment that we were living in, that we owned, and moved into a two-bedroom apartment rental near the house because my husband's a tradie and he was doing quite a bit of work on the house. So we're like, this makes financial sense for us. Um, And then COVID happened and the building industry in, well, no, I don't want to say the building industry in WA because it's come to, it's come to our attention that it's perhaps our builder and not the building industry. (laughs) But basically what was meant to be a 10 month build has blown out to two years. We still don't have a roof. We ended up, the, the apartment we were in was just becoming really not suitable with Carlo. It's, it was just too hard. And so we ended up moving into my parents' house, but that was just a very short-term solution. Um, and so then my husband's dad has properties in Croatia. So we always made a joke like, if our house isn't ready, we should just go live in the house in Croatia. And then it became less of a joke. We went and lived in Croatia for three months, but then it starts to get really cold there. And also our visa expired. So we had to leave Croatia. So we went back to Perth and then we were trying, we, there was a point where we looked at rentals in Perth, but it's just, it's stupid. It's for what it, and look, we've already spent two years renting when we're also paying a mortgage on a house we can't, live in or rent out so financially it was just like we were flushing money down the toilet constantly so we basically worked out like all around the world where we could live and what we could do and what we could get from like our money and Bali just made sense I love Bali like we're in a two-story three bedroom three all the bedrooms have en suites massive kitchen massive pool villa and it actually costs us less than what our two-bedroom apartment was to rent in Perth. Oh, and we have a cleaner twice a week. Yeah. So Bali just made sense and nothing's happened on our house. Oh, my gosh. It is. It's been it's been crazy. What My friend, actually, who's babysitting my baby right now as we do this, she works for a building company and she invested in a build during the, the period and it's been almost two and a half years now and I think she's only just got a roof on her build oh okay so she's a little bit ahead of us She's a little bit ahead so look there's hope (laughs) there's hope I think um I mean we've got no idea because they won't actually give us a timeline and Mm. we did have a contract which they've changed so I've come to learn that a contract doesn't really mean anything but maybe two years from now maybe three years from now three four five you know yeah. You can hold Carlo's 18th birthday. Literally. <laughs> Hopefully Carlo will live in the house. But I, I I just, I like to look at the glass half full and I think that for whatever reason we were being pushed out of Perth mm-hmm. and look at the experience that we've been able to have now. We had the most incredible time in Croatia. Bali's been amazing. It's actually I was really worried about the negative impact it would have on my business not being in Perth. But if anything, it's like the month we left for Croatia, I had my biggest month in business ever in seven years Um, without, I don't know, it it was, I don't know. I don't know. Like looking back at what I did, the different, I left home. (laughs) Um, But it's been incredible, absolutely incredible. 
incredible and good for us as a family, great for Carlo and yeah, I, I don't regret it for a second. I think I love it. Look, that's a baby you've got this moment in itself of being like, let's live overseas. Daniel and I moved to Canada in to, end of 2018 after we got married because it was an easy visa. Honestly, we're just like, let's live somewhere else in the world. Canada's an easy visa. We have some friends who invited us over for Thanksgiving and we had like the proper Thanksgiving experience. It was wicked. Beautiful. And I feel like... Oh, it, like when when I did that, my business at the time was earning the most it's ever earned, that that business I was working. It, there's something about it, but one of my highest values is travel. And I don't know if one of your highest values is travel or like creating freedom and exploring. I mean, Maybe. it never was. I'd never, ever travelled before I met Dom because all I ever wanted to do was work and buy a house. That was my entire life goals from when I was a kid. And so that's what I did. And then I met my husband who he's originally from New Zealand, but he'd done a lot of travel and lived all over the world. And he wanted to travel more and the job that I was in wouldn't allow that. So I ended up quitting that job to travel with him and I suppose fell in love with just a new way of living. It was so new for me that you could live all over the world and maybe work and and have a different kind of life than anything I'd known or even seen before. And then obviously when I started my business, it was all in-person work. So again, that it, I, w- I never ever thought that I would be sitting here today when I started my business. But at the same time, when I started working with my very first business coach and she said, what's the five-year plan? I said, the five-year plan would be to build a business that would support my life and my family. Dom could quit his job, work for the business, and we could travel the world while I taught Instagram. Now, I didn't have a single online service at this time. So I had no idea how that would look. I also had no intention of having children at that time. That was the five-year goal. Then COVID obviously uh, put a bit of a pause in that goal. But in seven years, we got You're here. doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I cool. massively believe that everything happens for a reason. Like hmm. I used to get caught up when things didn't work out. And I'm like, no, they're actually working out. They're working out exactly how they're meant to work out. Yeah, I just feel like obviously we love our friends in Perth, but there were there's so many things in Perth that were just signs from the universe trying to say, leave here, mm-hmm. get out. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. No, I love it. Well, my goal is because I am a travel bug. I just I just love new experiences. And the goal is it's my goal. I'm just saying it very regularly to Daniel so it becomes yes yes uh, to live in Thailand for a month because he refuses to go to Bali because every single time he's gone to Bali he gets really bad he gets the man flu version of Bali belly and I'm like that's because every single time you've gone you've partied so fucking hard yeah that's your yeah and then the last time we went we together we didn't really party party but not like when we're 18 and he got so sick and I just got it a little bit but I never really get food poisoning or anything. I have a really strong gut that way so I just felt a bit icky and I still went out that day because I'm like I'm not wasting my day and I came back and he's like I thought I was gonna die in the shower that's how <laughs> bad it was so he just reacts so bad to like you know, so he's, a little bitch. 
He's a little bitch. I tell him all the time, you're a little bitch. And I was like, let's just go to Thailand. And Oh, no, I say all the time. Um, And he thinks, yeah, let's go to Thailand. And I'm I'm not saying it, but I'm like, Thailand's no different to Bali with the fact of don't drink the water. You can get Bali belly in Thailand. It's just the sickest I've ever gotten traveling was Thailand. I thought I was going to die. Okay, uh, he's not going to listen to him that. <laughs> no, because then he won't come. But I want to. I want to live there for a month anyway, and yeah, it'll be really it. good. But I love it. Dom lived in Thailand um, before I met him, and we were actually looking into Thailand uh, because it's actually quite a bit cheaper than Bali, even sort of further for what you can get for your money. So it's definitely worth looking into. Just for me having to come back to Perth to do events, it's one quick, easy, same time zone flight to come back to Perth, do an event and come back to Bali versus, you know, especially now as a mum, the least time I have to spend away, like away from Carlo, the better for me. Yeah, 100%. I'd be the same too. Yeah, but yeah. And that's what I was going to say. The good thing about Bali, you are just a short plane ride away if you need to get back. Not just the plane ride, plane ride as well. The time zone, yeah. because time zones fuck you. And again, when you're a mum, you don't have the luxury of just being jet lagged for a week and sleeping whenever you like. When we came back from Europe for the first week, I was awake till five in the morning every single night. And I did everything to try and prevent it. And then Carlo gets up at like 5.30, 6 o'clock. So no matter that, what, yeah. That week was tough. That was a tough week. And I had spotlight in the middle of it. And, yeah, it just is it, time zones. They're just, I mean, I know that's how the world works, but if you can avoid it. <laughs> I love it. Or something. I feel like this is an educational piece on (laughs) traveling whilst being a business owner and a mum. What to do and what not to do. What not to do. I said to my assistant, no matter what, next time we go to Europe, do not let me book anything for a week either side of the flight. Yeah. Because she was like, oh, do you think you'd be okay? I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. I'll make it work. I was not fine. Let the record show I was not fine. I made it work, but I was not fine. Not fine. Yeah. Well, look, I think I was watching some of your stories. And you actually, no, I did because I think you're in the car and you were like, we have not slept. And it was like after Europe. And you still look like, like your skin is just clearly amazing. I was like, this bitch does not even look tired. I almost didn't even want to take you seriously. I'm like, I did sleep. I got broken sleep last night, but I probably got more than you. It's the European skin I tell you, it's the tan because internally I was not glowing. Not the outside. Yeah. I love it. Well, look, I don't know where you want to take this because you've got many baby, you've got these moments that you can share and maybe they're in alignment with what we're talking about. But tell me about a a moment in your experience, in your journey, (laughs) where you've had to give yourself the old baby, you've got this talk. And what came out of it? Take me on the journey. <clears throat> there's been a few, but there's one that immediately comes to mind because it's always been my big imposter syndrome trigger 
I suppose you could say. So I dropped out of uni. I was studying marketing and PR. And then I dropped out of TAFE too. And I come from a European family that education is Mm -hmm. everything. Like to this day, my dad still asks if I'm going to go and finish my degree. So, and it's always something that made me feel like a failure. Even when I quit my job before I started my business, I always felt like, what would I possibly do after this? Because I have no qualifications. I have no degree. I'm not good at anything. I have no special talents. I'm also not passionate about anything. I worked in an industry that everyone who worked around me loved what they did and were very passionate about it. And I just thought I just wasn't lucky enough to be born like that. I'm I'm, you know, I'm healthy and I'm alive and I'm very grateful for that, but there isn't anything I'm passionate about. And I just guess I wasn't lucky enough to be one of those people. And obviously started my business, which the business I have now is not how I started in business. I suppose you could say this is business number three on my business journey, but I now see the roles that the other businesses had to play to get me here. Uh, so that's another lesson. If, if it doesn't work out with the first business, maybe that's because that's not your business. Um, and it always, even when I started teaching social media, I always thought, well, firstly, I was having so much fun. So I didn't see it as a potential business or career because I was really enjoying it. And I'd never, I guess, enjoyed work that much before and uh I had an email actually there's a couple of stories I can think of now so I was teaching social media workshops from my uh, the apartment complex that I was living in had a boardroom that you could use and obviously I had no money when I started teaching social media workshops so I thought I wonder if I could just like sneaky this boardroom and anyone would notice so I purposely did the workshops on a Saturday morning because I figured it's a boardroom surely business people wouldn't use it on a Saturday morning um and I did manage to get away with it all the time I mean I paid strata as part yeah, of that my it should be included I kind of paid for it you know I don't think you but actually I never... need to book them I think you I think I mean I don't think you actually have to pay for them I think you just book them like the um, kitchen area if you're gonna have a party for business use it's probably more for personal use maybe mm. maybe anyway yeah. <laughs> so maybe um I was running these workshops regularly and this was at a point seven years ago when no one was teaching social media you could go to an agency and you could ask them to manage the social media for your business and they charge you a couple of grand a month but no one was teaching it and that was I suppose my point of difference that I started teaching something for a very very low cost to allow small businesses to run their own social media and they were actually getting results. Their accounts were growing, they were making sales and they were saving money because they were firing their agencies. And I kept going with that and then I had an email come through from Mazda and I it was asking to come in and teach their like social media for Mazda, for the car brand Mazda. And I couldn't believe it and I deleted the email because I just thought, this can't be real. This must be spam. Why would Mazda want me? I'm just little old me in my 
apartment, there's got to be someone better. This can't possibly be real. And I just didn't really think anything else of it. I just thought, oh, it's spam. And about a week later, I got a follow-up email saying, just checking you receive this. And I was like, holy shit, I think, I think this is real. But at the same time, I thought, well, I can't do this because this is an email from like the head of marketing at Mazda. Surely she has a degree. And how would I possibly charge? She would know that I like I'm I'm a fraud and I'm a fake and I didn't finish uni and I don't have a degree. How could I possibly charge Mazda my full rate and expect them to pay? Long story short, I ended up charging them my full rate. I got paid more than I'd ever gotten paid to do anything in my life, did a phenomenal workshop and my business really took off from that moment. Uh, There was also another situation where I got asked to speak about social media to a room full of, um, what are they, oncologists? Some some doctors, like a, a room full of doctors about using their social media because for medical social media and what you can and can't promote is very different. Anyway, so I'd worked on this presentation. It was at Hollywood Hospital in Perth, worked on this massive presentation and was practicing it. And then the night before, my computer like needed to do an update or something. Something happened. I'm still to this day not quite sure what happened, but something happened. And basically, I deleted the presentation. And I remember sitting on the floor in my apartment crying and just thinking, that's it. Like, I've been faking it to this point, but this is a sign from the universe. Who did I think I was that I could walk into a room of professionals that, you know, some of them would have maybe 40, 50, 60 years under their belt, multiple degrees, like crazy experience. Who did I actually think I was that I could go in and teach them something like, and I just felt like you're such a fool, Brooke, and you've been, yeah, you're faking it this whole time. And this is your moment where it's kind of all caught up to you and just give up. And I think it was like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. And I was ready to just refund the the medical centre and send them an email and just say, I'm so sorry, like I have to cancel because it was in the morning. And I messaged my business coach and said, the same one, the same business coach, and I messaged her and said, I've got to cancel tomorrow. And she knew she'd been helping me prepare for it. She knew I was so excited for it. She was like, what do you mean why? And I said, I've lost the presentation. I can't do it. And she was like, you know this, open your laptop we have been practicing this for weeks. Open your laptop, redo your slides. You know the presentation, go in and do it. Like you're not canceling. And I was like, <laughs> like, like ugly crying. I was like, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. And she was like, no, you can do it. And I went in and I did it and it was phenomenal. And I had all these like old men doctors in white coats coming up to me afterwards saying, wow, like we learned so much. You you really know what you're talking about. And I think for me, that was the biggest moment where I felt like, wow, maybe I, I do got this. And the, you know, the business grew from there. Yeah. I only just realized literally two days ago that it's now a multi-million dollar business. I didn't even realize that because I still feel like I'm just little old me teaching how I've used Instagram to grow my business. And 
it's 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 it just feels unreal oh I love that and I've, it's such a common lesson theme point that whenever we share out like the baby we've got this moments where we had to get out of our get out of our own way get over ourselves mm-hmm. and like deep down trust that we actually know what we're doing mm-hmm. like that's the hardest part that's the part we want to give up and that's the hardest part and then on the other side the success follows so like guys I know you've been listening to this or those of you who have been listening for multiple episodes the common theme is like do the thing that's hard the time where you feel like you're a failure or you feel like you have to give up or like you try and find the way out like that's the reason to go forward because that's the, the success the where success. you feel like the universe has caught you out for the fake and the fraud that you yeah. are is the turning point moment all yeah. the time every all single time <gasps> I love that and it's so like we're so similar in the sense of I grew up as in high achiever, had to be high achiever, had to be top of the class, um, get 90% on the test. The parents are like, where's the other 10%? Same. And you're just, you're just like, I was still top of the class, but you know, it's never good enough. And good enough. obviously our parents love us and they just wanted us, they just knew what we were capable of. But us kids, we were just like, mm-hmm. oh my God, we're not good enough. I did the thing. I went to uni. I did two degrees because I thought if I got two, I'd make more money and be more successful. Oh. Ah. Yeah. It makes sense. sense. You're also in double the debt, though, which they don't like to talk about. No, no, they don't. I'm still paying. It's still there. You know, we've been worked on. But um, the 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 catch, the irony, the catch is, I couldn't even get a job because there was no jobs available for an exercise physiologist because it was such a new title. Physios. I'm like a physio with less things I can do mm. you know or a glorified PT and then I never practiced as an exercise physiologist after that because I couldn't get a job because everyone either wanted a physio or I'd go work in the gym as a PT and I could have done like a course mm. so yeah. I did all of that and then I became a business person and I I feel I love this because I love the whole baby you've got this moment because most of the people I've talked to um we we have come from that whole well, we're meant to follow the finish high school do the uni thing get successful do all that and it's all come down to no we're breaking this the stigma and the conditioning Mm. and we're proving we're proving that wrong and proving us right that we can do it and Mm. we don't need we don't need like we we create the qualifications our experience creates the qualifications we do create the qualifications and do you know what's interesting I have people slide into my DMs all the time that say, I want to do what you're doing. What qualifications do you have? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, life. I Mm. built businesses using Instagram that did well. And now I teach other people how to do it. And I also find it interesting, these degrees in social media that my entire business is built around the fact that Instagram changes every two bloody seconds. And that's why I created the social club so that I could pass on those constant changes and how to implement them to business owners so they can continue Mm. to grow and sell. So how do you set a two-year course? Like I can't even set a month of lessons in the social club because generally it changes. I can barely pre-plan for a couple of weeks. So how, uh, yeah, exactly. How does that work? Exactly, exactly. I totally agree. And oh, I, I love this because I actually, my next episode that I'm about to 
record. Um, in between my interviews, I do my own little one and I'm literally talking about how I felt like a fraud. So I love that this has come up. There's a, there's a synchronicity happening. There is. There yeah. is. lining for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really good takeaway. If you're feeling like a fraud, you are exactly on the right track. And don't get me wrong. Like if you are a fraud and you're evading the government or oh, yeah. things like that, then maybe be aware. But uh, <laughs> yeah. if you know you are doing everything legally right and you still feel like a fraud, maybe it's just in your head. Different. If you feel like a fraud, different. If you are actually acting as a fraud, is it objective? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then don't like we're not. Don't come back to this episode and say we gave you permission. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, what what can we go from there? What are some lessons that you have learned from overcoming your imposter syndrome? Well, I know I, I don't want to say overcome because I know we always, every level that we go to, every time we want to grow, a new layer of imposter syndrome can come into play. But what are some really key learning moments for you? I think accepting imposter syndrome and not letting it so I feel like the first time it hits is always the hardest but it continues to hit and hit and hit and hit and hit and just accepting that imposter syndrome is part of what comes with being a business owner that's always striving to improve and do better and find new ways of serving customers and find new ways of showing up. And I think it's almost linked to being proud of what you do because you want to constantly do a good job that you almost never feel like you're doing a good enough job because you could always work a little bit harder and a little bit longer. And um, I was reading a book by I'm pretty sure it's Kate Christie's book me first I don't want to get this wrong I'm pretty sure it's this book this is my mum brain now just doesn't doesn't work like it used to but she talked about the link between imposter syndrome and being a mum and she talked about how as a mum you don't really know what you're doing, like, let's be honest. We're all just, yeah. You can read every single book on motherhood and you're still just kind of figuring it out day by day. And she said, because for so many mums in business, there's that crossover between feeling like an imposter as a mum because you have no idea what you're doing and how that crosses over into business and how often when mom, when business owners have children, the imposter syndrome gets worse. And I think that's something really important to share and acknowledge that, you know, a mix of being tired and hormones and what we were talking about before we started this podcast, just trying to stay on top of everything all the time and feeling like, you know, you're always behind and never doing good enough, just accepting that actually it's really hard to try and do it all and that's okay and you're doing the very best that you can and it is just part of being a business owner whether you are a mum or not, but it is part of being a business owner. And then if you become a mum, it's part of being a business owner and a mum trying to juggle it all. Oh, I can so relate to that because it's so easy. I've found it easy to to separate the two, be like, okay, this is me as mum life. All right, now this is me in business. And because I've been in business for over 10 years, I, like, I, you know, go, I know what I'm doing. I know how to keep business separate. But then even this year, 
at the mm-hmm. same time, I've launched a whole brand new mentorship program, which is something that I, I see helping women over the years to come. Like it's around money management and it's it's absolutely incredible. Of course, I I've had, chosen. Don't worry, I know what it is. I had a good store. Oh, you had a good store. <laughs> love it. I love budgeting and anything to do with money and controlling your money and budgeting your money. So I was like, oh, what's this? Love it, love it. Well, I decided I've been wanting to do it for the last couple of years. Like, mm. like educate, teach other people how I've been doing it. And you I don't know, it's at school. You don't get taught anywhere, and you've got to figure it out yourself. Often, at a very big cost to you. Yep, and that's one. Of, that's part of my vision is if I can help us women, my generation now, our kids mm. won't have to worry about this stuff because oh, we'll be I- able to. Because they're not going to keep teaching in schools. I'm literally helping people not follow a system that's keeping them in debt kind of thing but I've been wanting to launch this for two years and it literally was once I had the baby once I had Isla the baby my baby baby, You're the right, baby. Cool. baby too the baby when you call it it and you're like oh sorry I'm glad you don't understand what I'm saying you are a human we do love you uh, yeah and it's like I become the mum and then I make the big, bold decision, which I think the courage came from that because, you know, I pushed a human out of my vagina. If I can do that, I can do other things. You do I, have to, I have to remind myself of that. But then huge levels of fraud coming through and I'm like, I can see that the crossover because I'm like, how the hell do I parent? Like I know mm-hmm. how to keep a child alive, but then am I doing it the best way? And then you want to learn what is how to keep a child alive. Like no one told me that having a kid was basically – like we used to call Carlos suicidal. We've stopped now because he repeats everything we say. But I was like, dude, stop trying to kill yourself yeah. all day long. They're just trying to kill themselves. And you're like, you have a great life. Stop. <laughs> well, I have to admit, I probably shouldn't say this on the recording, but look, I'm sure every mom's been there. Oh. I have accidentally allowed Isla to roll off the bed three times now. Don't worry. And Carlo then- Face first off the bed once, and I thought he'd snapped his neck, and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm the worst human in the world." Oh, well, thank God! I'm like, at least we have car. But the first time was pure. No, it was off the couch, and it was when we realized she can now move and roll. We're just like, okay, no more leaving her by herself. And then I've done it twice off the bed, and I've been there, and yeah, I like, I've been, and she was playing. And the second, the second time, the first time was pure accident. Because I was like, shit, she's rolling, like hectic. She's never done that. The second time I was watching her, and as I saw her get super close, and I reached in, and it's just that split second. Yeah, that was me with Carlo. But you know what it is? Like you can have 100% of your attention on them for 23 hours and 59 minutes of the day, and in that one fucking minute where you look away or just I don't blink, they will do something. And like Carlo did it today. He fell down the stairs and I was with him. I was right there with him. And then next minute he's screaming, lying on the floor. He's got this massive thing on his head. And I was just like, what even just happened? What just happened? All you can do is laugh, hey. It is. Look, I'm sure the same thing happened to us and we turned out kind of okay. So Did we? There's no such thing. (laughs) There's no such thing as a perfect mother. There's no such thing as a perfect business owner. There's no such thing as a perfect wife. There's no such thing as a perfect friend, daughter, sister, anything. All of it, yeah. Human beings are not designed to be perfect all the time. And this is the fucked up thing about social media. We have created and curated this 
online world where everything is perfect that we're constantly comparing ourselves to and it just doesn't exist it's just not real and I teach social media so if I can say that that I think just reminding ourselves like I was saying accepting that the you know that one minute of the day where we look away from our kids and they fucking end up with a knife like in their fucking eye or whatever it is (laughs) You know, the, the second you look away from oh, your business, love it. <laughs> the second you look away because that's reality. Yeah. Social media is not reality. Reality is ups and downs, highs and lows. And there's actually a couple that Dom and I follow on YouTube. It's called Sailing the Vagabond. Have you heard of it? Say that again. Sailing the Vagabond. It's a is YouTube. it the couple that they're on a boat? Mm, and I've got the two kids. I haven't seen it myself, but my friends talked about that. So I'm like, oh, mm. that sounds familiar. It's really good. It's 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 really good. And we we followed them. Well, my husband got into it first, and then I got addicted to it. And then they had kids, and then we had kids, and then it became more relatable. Um, but they did an episode recently, and they talked about you know they try and show an equal like balance of the highs and the lows because it's not all just super fun traveling around the world on this massive yacht and the guy said you know it's just hard because like if Elena and I are fighting and we fucking hate each other's guts you don't want to pull the camera out and start filming that no one's in the mood to do that so you don't want to show the lows because there's something about human nature that when something goes like do we want to film and record when things are going right because we want to relive that versus when things are going wrong? You never want to relive that. So why the fuck would you want to film it and record it and take a photo of it? Because you don't want that to ever mm. happen again. And maybe that's maybe that is the reason why we're doing this because, you know, a photo is like you pull a photo, like traditionally a photo is meant to be to remember a good moment cameras weren't invented to take photos of like funerals you know that you it want to take to capture they said capture That's moments good. when we grow up, even our generation growing up what was it before digital cameras came out it was mm-hmm. all you only had so much film so like you wanted to catch yeah. the happy yeah moments to look back on so that's just transferred to social yeah. media just that now we have access to everyone's happy and not everyone's sad and that's what's thrown the balance of human nature with social media and that's what we now constantly need to remind ourselves of that it's not 100% life isn't perfect and there's no such thing as like we're saying being a perfect mother or being a perfect business owner imposter syndrome is a part of business everyone experiences it just not everyone talks about it and I think when we can talk about it it allows us to accept it I always talk when I do my coaching and talking to this because my coach taught this to me and I feel like we have two versions of ourselves. I do little hand motions and I know you guys can't see it but Brooke can see me do my little hand motion <laughs> you have your worker self and then you have your higher self and your worker self is run by your your victim and your ego part like where your beliefs are. and this is um you get caught up in the shit so if you're affected by social media and you're stuck in the comparison you're operating from worker self because you're comparing basing off what you believe and what else is happening and then your ability to step into higher self and actually look at the situation and see the duality and be like what's actually going on mm-hmm. and now my mom brain has like lost the point but ah! I feel like- <laughs> 
where I'm going with that. Uh, because we, most of us, who the people who haven't got the the practice, I say the practice because we all have the ability, the practice mm. to look at things from a higher perspective, mm. from a neutral perspective, the people who are more caught up in their worker self, they're the ones that are really getting affected by the social media and the mm. world like the mental health stuff comes from. And then us as business owners, we get caught in comparison. We start at the limiting beliefs, start to rear their ugly head, all of those things. Oh, I feel like we've just opened a box of can. What is it? Box of worms. Can of worms. Pandora's box. Yes, that's it. Open it and talk about it, um, and remind people that, yeah, it just—it's a big fake world that we created ourselves, and it's Mm -hmm. only up to us to recognize that and accept it and do the work on ourselves that we need to do in order to live our best lives in a way that we feel proud of and that that looks different for everyone and that's okay like there is nothing wrong with if you want to share every single win on social media in your business if you want to edit every photo if you want to do this there's nothing wrong with that you just need to be okay with that hmm. and not everyone actually is and it's I the like that yeah okay, which is what's affecting people yeah exactly so I feel like if the imposter scenery if you can recognize that there's some imposter vibes happening where where can you be proud and I like that like where am I proud right now because mm. when you think about what you're proud about it's going to mm. take you out of feeling like a fraud absolutely it's a very and loose thing to say but yeah well work on it like you said what did you just say it's a practice work on yeah. it yeah can be or, proud but join social have- club you know that's why social clubs there <laughs> Or join the social club and I'll help make you proud. But I think everyone has the ability to work on themselves, but you need to want to and not everyone wants to. Yes, it's uncomfortable. And this goes to another layer. And this is, I get, I'm so obsessed with personal development and I think I've gotten so comfortable getting uncomfortable to a degree because I always have the limit of where it's next to uncomfortable. But Mm. I get so obsessed with this. I'm like, the only way to move forward is to get uncomfortable. Otherwise, you just get stuck and then that becomes uncomfortable in that I don't want to show the other side or I don't want other people to look at me. And then you you, you constrict yourself and you put like these prison cells around yourself. And to me, I'm like that's more painful than mm. doing the work to be proud and to, to own your shit and mm. I love saying own your shit, own your shit. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I love it. Um I feel like there was something, a point that that was going to be made, but I love our chats because especially when mums get together, like, yeah, mums in business, just so much cool shit comes out. And I never, I go on tangents. I'm the tangent queen, if you haven't noticed already. <laughs> I haven't done many tangents yet, but give me the microphone by myself. That's a different story. Um, what is something that you would love to share to wrap up, like any parting gifts? to the beautiful listeners what would I love to share I would love to share that if you're looking at the life that I'm living and thinking I could never do that well actually you can and we've talked today a lot about working on yourself and working on what you need to do and I think this is probably something that you can obviously help people with is working out financially how if you want to live somewhere else how how much does your life cost you to live now and you know i've had 
I've had the fancy apartment. I've had the $100,000 Mercedes. I've had the designer bags, the designer clothes. I've had it all. And I don't know if you have to have it to get it to, oh my God, there's a squirrel, to realize that, um, it's like the nature here spins me out, to realize that maybe I don't want that anymore. I want something else. And what's it going to cost me to get the thing that I want? And that's what we did. We sat down and we figured out our living expenses week to week and just the money that we were just blowing on stuff for the sake of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, if we stop blowing money on stuff, like how much, how much money do we need just to live? Like how much money do we need to pay rent, to buy food? And can Dom quit his job to do that? And if Dom did quit his job, well, he had a business, shut down his business. How much money, you know, and especially when you both have businesses, after tax and after all the bullshit that comes with business, how much money is Dom actually bringing into the family? And can I create a new revenue stream in my business that could supplement that? That was my sort of key thought when we decided we might want to live this life and change everything up. And that's what we did. And I ended up creating a new revenue stream in the business that took me 12 months to get right as well. It wasn't something that happened quickly. It took me 12 months to get this, this new service set up that supplemented Dom's um, income. And funnily enough, in the first launch of it, in a day, we made Dom's yearly income. So that was a pretty big sign from the universe that That was the, what you need to do, yeah. That's and what I we think- and I do think because if you're listening and you're like newer in business and you're not five years in seven years in wherever you're at or maybe you are but you're at a point now you want to make a big shift we hear the stories like you know I did my launch and we made in one day my husband's income but it never started out that way it started out so totally like totally yeah it took a year of testing to get to that point yeah so don't feel like, don't be on a rush to get it right because if you take it slowly, the rewards will end up being so much better. And I want to say as well, which I think is worth noting, you know, we are not living this big extravagant life here. Like I was saying, our villa costs us the same as our apartment in Perth. Um, you can obviously live very cheap here in terms of what like living expenses and food and someone else does our laundry for like a dollar. Our nanny is like $6 an hour. So it is cheap to live here. But we are, since we left Perth, we have saved more money than ever before because if we're going to live this life, we don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck. And look, we could. Mm -hmm. We could be living in a villa that costs three times this amount. We could have a cleaner every day. We could have a chef. We could have this and spend it. But then at the end of the day, like if we do this life for a couple of years, we still start from zero again in a couple of years and we don't want to do that. So we've actually come over here and with Dom quitting his job, we're now saving more money than ever before because we don't feel the need to have the stuff. Once you get away from what you think you need and that like yeah. keep with the Joneses life, yeah. you do, like 
You don't feel the need to have all the things. So all that money is just going into savings. And I will only feel like this, like day to day, do I feel successful? Yes. But what success looks like for me is so different to what it used to look like. Like quality time with Carlo and Dom is my number one um um what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, like value sign yeah. of success for yeah. me now, yeah. which is totally different to before. Um, it was so funny, even the day that I sold my car, my car was like the thing that I always thought if I can buy this specific Mercedes, I will be that's the pinnacle of success for me. And the day I sold my car, Dom was like, are you sad? And I was like, nah, see ya. Like it means nothing to me anymore. It's just, it was just a car for the sake of a car. Um, But figuring out, yeah, what success means like, uh, what success looks like to you, but then making sure the long-term success is also there, not just the daily. So like I was saying, Daily success for me is spending quality time with Carlo. Like it physically pains me if I'm away from him for too long and I want to spend as much time with him per day as possible. But again, long-term success of this lifestyle that we've now chosen to live is also ending it with more money in the bank after having that daily success of quality time with Carlo than ever before. So I think figuring out like what's your daily definition of success and then what's your long-term definition of success and making sure that both of those are are working with each other I think is important and worth noting too oh 100 percent uh long-term vision versus instant gratification but there's in life like I first learned about this and I was taught give up the short term for the long term but I'm like and then from practice no you've got to no it's not in balance You've got to be able to do both. But what a lot of people do is live short-term, short-term, short-term only. And then Mm. two years pass and then Mm. we're just like, I actually get this, all my clients coming through now and I was like, what's one thing that you'd be embarrassed about if you had to tell someone? And they're like, but I'm not more ahead than I thought I would be Mm. in the early 30s. And I'm like, the good thing is you're not alone. And the other good thing is we can change that really quickly. Totally. So there's no, they're not even about the, the bad thing is not admitting it. The bad thing is not doing anything about it because yeah. then, yeah, no, I love that. Have, have your short term. So you're not feeling like you're constantly waiting, mm-hmm. but then have the long term. Cause at the end of the day, we need the long term. Otherwise we will just be fighting every single day to try and feel good until the day we die where we, Eventually. I totally believe in a plan. Yeah. Oh, and eventually you'll come to a point where you just feel like you're starting from scratch again. Yeah. And that's then that takes away everything that you've just done, which you exactly. don't want to do. Exactly. Well, I feel like there's been so much good and there's so much gold in this. Thank you so much for sharing and having a chat and all, all of the above. <laughs> My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I um, This is the first podcast that I've done since I got to Bali and I was very excited because I don't know, it's just, it's, I think on social media, you know, you've got one still image or you've got 15 seconds and you just can't get as deep as you'd like to get all the time. So it's nice to be invited on podcasts like yours and be asked questions that allow me to share 
the deepest stuff. Yeah. That's what you I know? love about podcasts. It's the deeper, it's the, it's, it's the substance. It mm. gives it substance. I love it. Mm. And it adds value, adds epic value. So thank you for adding so much value. I know everyone's loved it. And mm. I'll see you at Spotlight. <gasps> Hello. Hey, Chris Spotlight. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. I'm so and excited. I won't be jet lagged. And yes. then I'm with that part. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, I'll chat to you soon. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Ah, thank you for tuning in. How good was that? How was that energy? So high vibe, so much to relate to, such real talk. And I hope you took away from that just as much as I took away from interviewing the gorgeous Brooke. So if you would love to connect with anything Brooke has to offer or connect with her yourself on her social media, head to the show notes of this episode where you will access all the links. They're all there. There's some really cool stuff that you can uh, download and connect in with what Brooke offers and teaches and shares. Absolutely love it. You will also see in the show notes a few links where you can access some free goodness from myself. If you would love to access my free money coaching masterclass, the top three universal laws of money, where I literally explain to you and teach you how to implement these universal laws into your life and how you handle your money and your relationship with money. So you can reduce the frustration, you can learn how to never have to worry about money again and learn the energy and the system and the structure for you to attract more money in, to increase your income, to bring in more sales in your business, whatever your financial goal is for you. Go check it out. It's free. You can go and access that playback straight away or you can book in a one-on-one free call with me, obligation free strategy session with me where I can actually ask you a few questions and give you some steps to start taking now to enhance your relationship with your money and start that process of learning how to save more than ever before and get your personal power back when it comes to your finances. Or if you are just ready to invest in yourself because you know that investing in yourself only brings in more wealth, more abundance. The doors to wealthy as fuck, my 12 month money mastermind mentorship is open. And if you join before the end of 2022, you are going to secure such an incredible investment price because prices will increase of January, 2023. And you know, I'm all about helping you save money. So the time is now. So you can wrap up your 2022 intelligently and head into 2023 with the exact processes and system for you to enhance your financial abundance, never have to worry about money again, learn the secrets to a big juicy savings buffer and always have more than enough for all of your lifestyle expenses and choices. This is magic. This is life transformational. I am already freaking over the moon and so excited from all of the results that the women are already getting inside our mentorship and mastermind. So I would absolutely love to extend that invite to you and have you join us and learn all of this stuff too, because the truth is money is important, right? (laughs) We need money to live our life. And the more we have, the more choices we have. And I know you are an ambitious soul, just like me. And of course we want to see our income grow. So 
Can't wait to connect with you. And if you love this episode, take a screenshot and share it and tag both Brooke and myself and we will reshare on our social media too. And we'd love to know what part resonated with you the most. So I cannot wait to connect with you, babe.